وَمَا تَفَرَّقُوا And they did not differ. So the question is that if the message was the same, always, from the first prophet to the last, then why did people become so divided? How come there are so many different religions out there? I mean, if we say that we believe in the same God that the Yahud believe in and the Christians believe in, right? Allah, same. Then why is it that there's so much differences? So the reason is given here that وَمَا تَفَرَّقُوا and they did not become divided إِلَّا except مِنْ بَعْدِ after مَا جَاءَهُمْ that it came to them. What came to them? الْعِلْمُ knowledge. This division began after knowledge came to people. What does it mean? Firstly, what it means is that this division is not based on ignorance. It's not that people had no clue about who their Lord is and they had no clue about the bigger questions in life, where they're from, where they're going, what's their purpose, how do they get there. No, it wasn't that Allah left them unaware. Allah did send ilm through the prophets. So this division is not a result of ignorance. Rather, it is a result of بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ بَغْيًا What is بَغِي? Jealous animosity. بَيْنَهُمْ Between themselves. This division is a result of pride. بَغِي is many times translated as injustice, right? Or oppression, transgression. And بَغِي is basically, it means to desire. Right? From the same root is the word ibtigha. Ibtigha Ibtigha to seek. Right? So bali is to desire. And then from that, it also gives a meaning of oppression. Why? Because when a person desires something, when he wants it too bad, then he forgets about the limits. Right? And he oversteps the bounds in order to fulfill his desire. And here in particular, bali gives a meaning of jealousy. Jealous animosity. Because what is jealousy? Jealousy is also, I want what the other person has. I don't care about what he suffers. I don't care about his well-being, his welfare. I want it. Even if it means he must lose it. Right? So, بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ And this بَغْي between the people, this is a result of pride. I am better. I deserve this. I am right. He is wrong. Right? How could it be that I am at fault? No, he must be at fault. So even though I know, I can see that this other person has some evidence, I will never agree with him because that would mean I become inferior and he becomes superior. Let me give you an example. Isa alayhi salam. Isa alayhi salam, the Prophet of Allah, when he came, when he was sent, he was sent to which people? The Ahlul Kitab. Correct? The Yahud. Now, why is it that they didn't believe in him, even though the signs were so evident? He was the son of Maryam. Maryam, the exceptional woman who grew up, who lived in the temple, under the supervision of Zakariyah salam, a prophet of Allah. So Maryam, her record was absolutely pure, cleanest record you could ever come across. Right? And then she gives birth to Isa salam. It's evident that this is a miracle birth. But they didn't believe in that. And then Isa salam, as a baby he spoke. Isn't it? وَيُكَلِّمُ النَّاسَ فِي الْمَهْدِ In the cradle he spoke. He defended his mother. Correct? 
And then later on also, he spoke to people, he convinced them, he performed so many miracles. We have learned about it in Surah Ali Imran, about the various miracles that Isa a.s. performed. But the Yahud did not believe in him. Why? Was the truth not clear to them? Was it not clear? It was clear. Then what was the problem? The problem was that if we accept him, then that means we have to accept our faults. And that means we have to change. And that means we have to admit that we have been doing wrong. And we don't want to do that. We are right and we will be stubborn upon our ways. And even if it means that we have to deny him and blame him of something or accuse him of something and accuse his mother, we will do that. بَغْيَمْ بَيْنَهُمْ What did they do with the Prophet ﷺ also? Was it not evident? His truthfulness, it was. But what is it that kept them away from believing in the Prophet ﷺ? That how could we accept a Prophet from the Ummi nation, from the unlettered people? If we accept him, then that means we no longer have any superiority. So, بَغْيَمْ بَيْنَهُمْ And this is so true. That many times, you know, when people, they become divided amongst themselves, they were together, previously together, but then they became divided. It's not that the truth of the matter is unclear. It's because of arrogance and pride. It's because of arrogance and pride. Those who become divided, the reason over there is pride. Why should I accept this person as my superior? I am also capable. I am more capable in fact. And I disagree with him. And even though I think he's right, but I could never work with this guy. So you know what? I'm going to split away. I'm going to do my own thing. Let him do his own thing. And then, instead of the two working together, achieving a greater goal together, what happens? Efforts are divided. Right? People are divided. And the results are also not that great. We see that when people do come together, Everybody comes together and they work together. What amazing results they can achieve. And when each group is working independently, because each group has a problem with the other group, then what are the results? Hardly anything noteworthy. So, بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ وَمَا تَفَرَّقُوا إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْعِلْمُ بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ وَلَوْلَا كَلِمَةٌ سَبَقَتْ مِنْ رَبِّكْ And if it was not for a word that had already proceeded from your Lord, إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى Until a specified time. And what is this word? What is this decree? Postponing the penalty until the hereafter. And what is this أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى The hereafter. As Allah says in Surah Al-Qamar, Ayah 46, that بَلِ السَّاعَةُ مَوْعِدُهُمْ The hour is their promised time. لَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ If it was not for this, then surely the matter would have been concluded between them. Meaning, those who were wrong, those who opposed others out of not haq, but baghi, out of jealous animosity, because of their pride, they would have been punished in this world. But why is it that Allah delayed their punishment until later? Even though that meant that there would be so much division between people. Why? Because of Allah's promise. That the world is the home of, of what? Is the place of action, and the hereafter is the place of recompense. وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ And indeed those people who أُورِثُوا الْكِتَابَ They were made to inherit the book. They were given the book, meaning the Ahlul Kitab, the Yahud and the Nasara. مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ After them. After who? After the earlier generations. 
after the earlier generations. Because you see, it was the earlier generations who became divided. I mean, if you think about it, within the Ahlul Kitab also, how many different groups are there? Isn't it? How many different groups are out there? And these groups, it's not just division in their creed, but this has led to so many political battles even, and so many problems within the world. So, the later generations, Allah says, they are lafi shakkin, they are surely in doubt. Minhu concerning him, or concerning it. Concerning who? The Prophet ﷺ, or concerning it, as in the Qur'an. What kind of doubt? Murib, one that is disquieting, meaning one that leaves them restless. One that does not let them live in peace. They do not have yaqeen. You see, shak, murib, what kind of doubt is it that takes your yaqeen away? So you're no longer convinced about what you're doing even. Alright? So they are in doubt about the Prophet ﷺ and so they don't believe in him. And why is it that they are in doubt? Because of the earlier generations. Because of their earlier generations. I mean, if you think about it, even now, you know, if you were to discuss any such matter with... I remember having a conversation with a Christian once. They came to our door, so I thought, okay, have a discussion. And uh, they were telling me about... I don't even remember what group of Christianity that person was from, but he was telling me about... I don't know, I can't remember that man's name. And he's quoting me verses from the Bible. All right? That he will be from the unlettered people and he will be like this and like this and like this. I'm like, that's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Right? So I told him, we believe about the Prophet sallallahu this is how he was. He's like, no, 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 no. The thing is that if our previous scholars didn't believe in him as the promised Messiah or as the Prophet, then we can't believe in him either. So the whole discussion, alright, it was ended with what? If it was true, the Christians of that time, the scholars of that time, must have believed in Muhammad ﷺ. Because they didn't believe in him, that means he is not true. And that means he's not even worthy of our attention or our study. I don't even need to explore who he is or who he was, because our previous scholars, they didn't believe in him. Right? So, وَإِنَّهُمْ لَفِي شَكِّمْ مِّنْهُ مُرِيبٌ What's the lesson over here? that our unjustified or you know our biases that we have with others that are not based on any firm evidence rather they're based on pride and jealousy our not accepting somebody just because we don't like them this is not something that's going to affect us only it's going to affect later generations also it's going to harm them also let me give you a small example in family, families, when, for instance, there is a problem between two siblings, right? They grow up, they have some problem, they had some big fight, and so the two brothers don't speak to each other, they don't even meet with each other. Then later on, what happens? This animosity, it continues in the later generations, doesn't it? And it's amazing how there are people who are living with hatred for their relatives, who live in a different country, whom they've never seen, never spoken to, but every time their name is mentioned or they're asked about, they get upset. They get very emotional. They have no idea about who they were, what they did, but that hatred is passed down from generation to generation. 
And this is what leads to tribal enmity also or family enmity also. Why? Why get stuck in these petty issues? So, وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ أُورِثُوا الْكِتَابَ مِن بَعْدِهِمْ لَفِي شَكٍ مِّنْهُ مُرِيبٍ فَلِذَلِكَ فَدْعُوا So the Prophet ﷺ is told, لِذَلِكَ لِي for, as in two words, ذَلِكَ that. What does ذَلِكَ refer to? The deen. The deen that Allah has legislated from the first day, from the first Prophet to the last Prophet, that deen of Tawheed, فَدْعُوا then call. Meaning call people to the religion of Tawheed. This is what your mission should be. وَاسْتَقِيمْ And also remain steadfast, meaning you be firm upon Tawheed, كَمَا أُمِرْتَ As you have been ordered. This ayah can be understood in another way also. لِذَلِكَ For that, meaning because of that, due to that reason. So li over here is being understood in two ways. The first is to words. The second is because. Alright? So فَلِذَلِكَ Because of that. Because of that reason, فَدْعُوا Call people to Tawheed. What reason? Because of what reason? Because of what has been mentioned in the previous verses. Of tafarruq, of division, of shak, of doubt that people are living with. And really if you think about it, when it comes to the Ahlul Kitab even, their faith and their practices, are they really based on yaqeen? No, they're not. They're not based on yaqeen. Exactly. Within themselves there's so much confusion. They're so unconvinced. So, because of that reason, call them to haq, call them to what will give them yaqeen. فَلِذَلِكَ فَدْعُوا How could you leave them in this confusion, in this doubt, in this division? وَاسْتَقِمْ And be firm كَمَا أُمِرْتَ As you have been ordered, as you have been commanded. O Prophet ﷺ. So in other words, invite people to Tawheed because people are in need. They desperately need the message of Tawheed. And if you don't invite them to Tawheed, this is not fair. Yes, if they refuse, after you've informed them, that's their problem. But they are in need of the message of Tawheed. Because look at the problems that people are going through. right? Switching from one God to another, to another, to another. Living with so much confusion and doubt. So bring them Tawheed. Give them the message of Tawheed. Let them know. وَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ And you also live by Tawheed. وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ And do not follow أَهْوَاءَهُمْ Their desires. Don't follow their desires. Because what will happen if you follow the desires of people? Can you remain firm? No. Can you remain on the right course? No. Then you will be deviated also. So وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ وَقُلْ And say, آمَنْتُ I have believed بِمَا In that which أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ Allah has revealed مِنْ كِتَابٍ Of book. Meaning every single book that Allah has revealed, I believe in it. Whether it is the Qur'an or the Tawrat or the Injil, آمَنْتُ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَأُمِرْتُ And I have been commanded, meaning by Allah, لِأَعْدِلَ That I should be just. أَعْدِلَ I be just from Adl, Ain Dalam. And what does Adl mean? Justice. So I have been ordered to be just between you. What does it mean by that? 
I have been ordered to be just towards you. As in, in conveying the message to you, I should be just and fair. I should neither add anything to the message of Tawheed, nor should I water it down. Because this is what happens usually, right? That when we want to convince people, we try to frighten them. And when we want to frighten them, we, we add a lot of things. That's not fairness. I remember being told as a child by somebody, I was playing with salt. You know, and kids, they love playing with salt and sugar and flour and, you know, dry. It's just fun. I still like to. But anyway, I was playing with salt and somebody said, if you waste salt on the Day of Judgment, you're going to have to pick it up with your eyelashes. Has anybody else heard that ever? Yeah, it's a Pakistani thing, right? That terrified me. And I was thinking for the longest time, pick salt with eyelashes. What if it goes in my eyes? How will I pick it up with my eyelashes? It was so frightening. This is not adl. This is not adl. Yes, you may you know, stop a child from wasting food, but it's not fairness. This is really not fair. Likewise, what happens is, we go to the other extreme. We water down the truth, just so that it's more palatable to people. They like it, they will accept it, they will agree with it, and they'll be happy about it. So for example, God is all love, and love and only love. Right? So do whatever you want, because God is love. Yes, God is very loving and merciful. That is true. But at the same time, He's given some rules that we must observe. And if we don't, then He is also shadidul al-iqab. Right? So we have to be fair. And many times it happens that when it comes to interfaith dialogues, and this verse is basically talking about that, that when you are coming across people of different faiths and discussing the truth with them, then tell them, وَقُلْ آمَنْتُ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ كِتَابُ وَأُمِرْتُ بَيْنَكُمْ I have to be truthful over here. I have to be just over here. The religion is not you know, mine. I didn't invent it. This is Allah's religion and I have to be fair. I can't change it. I can't add to it. And I can't remove anything from it. وَأُمِرْتُ لِأَعْدِلَ بَيْنَكُمْ اللَّهُ رَبُّنَا Allah is our Lord. وَرَبُّكُمْ And also your Lord. Meaning, He is our Khaliq, our Malik, our Raziq. Right? He is your Creator and my Creator also. And therefore, I worship Him. So in this is a subtle invitation also, that why don't you worship Allah also? Only Allah. Lana a'maluna, but when the differences persist, then say, Lana for us are a'maluna, our deeds, walakum, and for you, a'malukum are your deeds. For us are our deeds, and for you are your deeds. La hujjata, la not, hujjata, any argument, meaning there is no need for any argument, baynana between us, wa baynakum, and between you. There is no need for any argument. Why? Because the truth is evident. It is clear. We have informed you of something that's clear and based on proof, based on evidence, based on knowledge. So there's no need to continue arguing. Allahu yajma'u baynana. Allah will gather between all of us. Meaning He will gather all of us on the day of judgment. Wa ilayhi al-masih. And to Him is the final destination. So in other words, we have conveyed the message to you. If you don't want to accept it, then that is your decision to make, your problem, but we all are returning to Allah and He will make the final judgment concerning all of us. Now, in this ayah, what do we see? What do we see in this ayah? There's short sentences. 
aren't there? So firstly we see فَلِذَلِكَ فَدْعُوا وَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ Call people to Tawheed. They are desperately in need. And secondly, when you call them to Tawheed, don't forget to observe Tawheed yourself. When you're teaching people La ilaha illallah, don't forget to live by that yourself. Right? You know, it's amazing how sometimes we get so caught up in working for the sake of Allah that we forget about worshipping Allah. وَاسْتَقِيمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتْ You know, if we are, for example, volunteering at some Islamic event, and we are, you know, working, you know, with that spirit, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah, and such a perfect environment, then when it comes time to pray salah, don't forget to pray. You understand? If it's an MSA event, or let's say, what is that? The Islam Awareness Week, right? And you're busy with that, don't forget to pray on time. You understand? So, وَاسْتَقِيمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ Don't forget, don't lose your vision. وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ Thirdly, when you come across different people, don't, your goal should not be to please them. So don't go on following their desires. Be a person of principles. And when there are differences, then make it clear. That وَقُلْ آمَنْتُ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ كِتَابٍ I believe, we believe in all the scriptures that God has revealed. وَأُمِرْتُ لِأَعْدِلَ بَيْنَكُمْ And you know what? Yes, truth hurts. But I have to be fair. Truth hurts, but it's better to be hurt by the truth than being comforted with a lie. اللَّهُ رَبُّنَا وَرَبُّكُمْ And remind them that Allah whom we worship is our Lord and your Lord also. And then لَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا وَلَكُمْ أَعْمَالُكُمْ For us are our deeds, for you your deeds. لَا حُجَّةَ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ No need to argue. اللَّهُ يَجْمَعُ بَيْنَنَا وَإِلَيْهِ الْمَصِيرِ Ibn Kathir says that this ayah includes ten statements. Alright, and each statement is a ruling on its own, meaning it gives a particular ruling. And it's especially relevant when it comes to, when it comes to da'wah. Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ And those people who يُحَاجُونَ They dispute فِي Concerning Allah. Concerning Allah meaning His oneness, the book that He has revealed. مِنْ بَعْدِ After مَا that أُسْتُجِيبَ It was responded لَهُ to Him. After He was responded to. What does it mean by that? That those who continue to argue about the oneness of Allah, about whether or not he has revealed the Qur'an. And they are arguing about this after people have believed in the Qur'an. People have accepted the message of Tawheed. When the Prophet invited them and the people responded. Like for example, in Mecca, the Prophet ﷺ invited people to Tawheed. Did people accept? There were many people who, who responded. And they weren't just ordinary people. They were people of Intellect, they were educated people. Take for example, Umar radiallahu anhu, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, Uthman radiallahu anhu. These were all noble people. People of sound reasoning and mind. Sound intellect. Educated people. They were highly respected. So, When the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina, Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu anhu, who was he? He was a Jewish rabbi. He believed in the Prophet ﷺ. Right? Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu. Who was he? He was a Christian before. Right? And before that he was 
a fire worshipper. And he had traveled, you know, from such a far off place, you know, from one priest to the other, right? And he believed in the Prophet ﷺ. So mimbadi mastujibalahu. Then we see Najashi, right? Najashi, the king of Abyssinia, even he believed in the Prophet ﷺ. So the call of the Prophet was responded to. Then if there are people who still argue concerning Allah, and this is something that will happen, they will still say, oh well, how do we know the Qur'an is true? But how could God be only one? Allah says, hujjatuhum. All of their argument is dahidah. It is futile. Inda rabbihim, near their Lord. All of their argument is dahidah. Dalhadad. Dahadah. Dahadah is basically to slip. Alright, to have no firm footing. So for example, it is said, Makan, a place that is dahad, as in very slippery. You can't stand still. You cannot fix your feet over there because it's so slippery. Think of ice. If you're walking on ice, how would it be? You could slip any second. So, hujjatuhum dahida, their argument is invalid, meaning it's got no basis. It's futile. عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Near their Lord. And when someone is standing on slippery ground, they're going to slip sooner or later. So, حُجَّتُهُمْ دَاحِضًا Meaning their argument is not going to hold any ground. It's going to be useless. It's going to be defeated. It's going to be refuted in no time. وَعَلَيْهِمْ غَضَبٌ And upon such people is غَضَب Anger of Allah. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ And for them is a severe punishment. So those who insist upon disbelief, even after so many people have believed, then they are mentioned over here. The Prophet ﷺ is comforted that there is no need to worry about their denial and opposition. You should be confident. Allahu Ladi, Allah is the one who anzal al-kitaba. He is the one who has sent the book bilhaqi with the truth. Which kitab has Allah sent in truth? The Qur'an. And not just the Qur'an, but every single kitab that Allah revealed, He sent it with the truth. Meaning containing truth. mizan And also the balance. Mizan, from the root letters, wow zainun, wazan is to weigh. And mizan is the tool with which you weigh things. Scale. So Allah has also revealed, meaning sent down, created the mizan. Right? He has also sent the mizan. Just as Allah revealed the book, He also revealed or sent down or created the mizan. Why? So that people may use it and establish justice amongst themselves. You understand? So mizan, okay, scale, where is it from then? Who inspired it? Who created it? Who sent it? Who taught man? Who? Allah did. This is also from Allah. Because without it, people would be committing injustice. So just as mizan is necessary, it is essential. Likewise, the kitab is essential. The book is also essential. Have you ever seen a traditional old school type of scale? I remember seeing it as a child. You know, it's very interesting. They have these weights, 
right, that they put on one side and the potatoes or the vegetables on the other side. And when it becomes even, right, then you can take your potatoes, right? And then they'll add more weights or take some weights out, remove the bigger weights and put the smaller ones or remove the smaller ones and put the bigger ones until the scale is balanced, right? So this is also from Allah. How necessary it is that if this mizan was not there, we would be dealing with each other with so much unfairness. Mizan teaches us to be precise, to be accurate, right? to be fair, to be careful. And the kitab is also essential in the same way. Just as business cannot be imagined without the mizan. Likewise, life, you know, transactions with each other cannot be imagined without the kitab, without the book of Allah. It is essential. So Allah has revealed both. Now, over here, the word mizan can be understood in another way also. How? That Allah is the one who has revealed the book. How has He revealed the book? The book has been revealed with truth and mizan. With truth as in containing the truth. And mizan as in the book contains justice. The book is just. And why is the word mizan used for justice? Because mizan, scale, it's a symbol of justice. Why is it that outside courthouses will find either an image or an actual scale? Why? Because it symbolizes justice. So the book contains justice. وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ in Surah Al-Hadid, Ayah 25 also, Allah says, لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنزَلْنَا مَعَهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْمِيزَانِ لِيَقُومَ النَّاسُ بِالْقِسْطِ That Allah sent the book and the mizan so that justice may be established. So we need the law, right? And then we also need the tools with which to implement the law. وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ And what can inform you? Meaning, how could you know? In other words, you should know. That la'alla sa'ata, perhaps the hour, it is qareeb, it is near. What could inform you that the hour is near? Perhaps the hour is near. Meaning you should know that the hour is very near. So, in other words, be patient. Be patient. Yes, people deny this truth. Yes, people deny the book which is fair, which is just. But be patient. The hour is near. And in particular what has been said, that la'alla sa'ata qareeb. You should know that the hour is near. It's not far. The day of judgment is not far. And we learn that there are various signs for the day of judgment. The minor ones and the major ones. Correct? And when those signs come true, then one should know that the hour is really not far. And of those signs, the biggest one is what? The coming of the Prophet wasallam. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that I and the hour are like this. And he joined two fingers together. Meaning, one big event, the coming of the Prophet ﷺ. And what's the next thing that's going to happen? The big thing. It's going to be the Day of Judgment. So, وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّ السَّاعَةَ قَرِيبٌ Perhaps it may be near. And the amazing thing is that many people, they get stuck in the signs of the Day of Judgment. Right? Anything interesting, anything strange that happens, this is the signs of the hour, signs of the day of judgment. Yes, okay. But what's the point? Why is it that we have been informed about these signs? So that we prepare. 
We prepare. We don't lose our vision. We keep the hour in mind and we prepare for it. Right? And remember that the signs of the hour, you know, we have very twisted understanding about it. First of all, we think that every evil thing and every weird thing is a sign of the Day of Judgment. Right? So anything strange that happens is a sign of the Day of Judgment. Right? Secondly, we think that every sign of the Day of Judgment is something evil, which is not true. Because the Prophet ﷺ informed us about those signs that will happen, all right? but it doesn't mean that they are evil within themselves. So for example, one sign of the Day of Judgment is the coming of Isa Alright? Now, the coming of Isa is not a bad thing at all. In fact, it will be a very good thing. You understand? Yes, the circumstances around His coming, they are evil. However, His coming itself is not bad. Alright? So, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, the sign of the closeness of the hour is that the wicked people will be raised high and the good people will be brought low. Meaning, people who don't really deserve honor will be given a lot of honor. They'll become very famous. They'll be accepted and respected and loved by many. So, just because someone is famous doesn't mean that they are on the truth. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that the wicked will be raised high and the good will be brought low. Speech shall be let loose. Meaning there will be a lot of talk. And really if you try to follow all the talk that goes on, can you keep up with it? No, you can't. There will be a lot of talk. And action will be very little. Action will be how? Very little. Meaning people will spend more time talking and less time doing. And the Prophet ﷺ also said that of the signs of the hour is that a person will greet only the person whom he recognizes. This is also one of the signs of the hour. That a person will only greet who? Who? Those whom he knows and recognizes. And it's amazing how sometimes we could be in front of somebody. But just because we don't know them, just because we don't recognize them, we will not even acknowledge their presence. So we have to revive the sunnah of greeting those who we know and also those that we don't know. And there are many other signs also, both major and minor. But remember, the point of knowing all of these signs and studying them is not so that we get very excited about it, but rather we that we prepare for the hour. Allah says, يَسْتَرْجِلُوا He hastens, He's impatient. Biha with it as in for it, for its coming. The coming of what? The hour. What is istirjal? To want something to happen quickly. So it's as if they cannot wait. They're being impatient. For it, who? الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهَا Those people who don't believe in it. Those who don't believe in it are impatient for it. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those who believe, what is their attitude towards the hour? مُشْفِقُونَ مِنْهَا They are fearful of it. مشفقون, plural of the word مشفق, شين فاقاف, اشفاق, اشفق, شفق, شفيقة. All of these are from the same root. شين فاقاف, شفق. What does شفق mean? شفق. Daybreak, sunrise, you're close. شفق is basically at the time of sunset or at the time of sunrise when you see the orange and the pink in the sky, the redness in the sky, the purple, Alright? So, that time is basically a mix of light and dark. 
it's a mix of night and day. Isn't it? It's neither daytime nor is it nighttime. It's in the middle. So from this we see that ishfaq is used for both love and fear. It's like both feelings together. Love and fear. Okay, when you are concerned and affectionate, but at the same time you are afraid. And many people are like that. That she is extremely loving and tender and caring, at the same time she's afraid. Alright, so she sets rules and boundaries and she's strict and firm. That fear comes out in many different ways. So it's a combination of love and fear. This is what ishfaq is. And remember that when the word ashfaqa, alright, it is followed by ala. Ashfaqa ala. Then it means he was loving and affectionate towards someone. But when it is followed by min, ashfaqa min, then it means he was afraid of something. So here, what do we have after mushfiqoon? Min or ala? Min. So, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مُشْفِقُونَ مِنْهَا Those who believe are fearful of it, concerned, anxious, worried about it. Why? Because of its horrors, because of its hisab, because of the jaza, they're afraid. Look at the difference in attitude. One group of people, those who deny, impatient. When is it going to be? When is it going to be? When is it going to be? Show us already. Make it come already. And those who believe, they know it's coming. They believe in its reality. And therefore, they are serious about it and they're afraid about it. وَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهَا الْحَقِّ And they know that indeed it is the truth. Ala Unquestionably. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who يُمَارُونَ فِي السَّاعَةِ They dispute concerning the hour. يُمَارُونَ From the word mira, مِرَاءً In Surah Al-Kahf. What does mira mean? Dispute. It's basically debating about something over which people are doubtful. Right? So it's, you know, discussions and disputes because they're not 100% convinced and so they keep bringing it up. So, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُمَارُونَ فِي السَّاعَةِ Those who dispute concerning the hour and this argumentation and dispute is a result of their doubt. Allah says they are lafi dalal in ba'id. They are surely in dalal, in error, that is ba'id, far. Meaning they are in extreme error. They'll never get anywhere with this dispute. Why? Because they've missed the point. You see dalal in ba'id, it's like a person taking the wrong highway, the wrong exit, and then going really far. And far and far and far. This is dalal imbarid. He missed the point. When Allah has told us about the coming of the hour and the fact that it is near, it doesn't mean that we should start guessing in which year, on which day the hour is going to be. And if certain signs have occurred or they haven't occurred. That's not the point. What's the point? Know that it's coming and prepare for it. And get serious about it. Allahu Latifun. Allah is gracious and kind. Bi'ibadihi towards his servants. The name of Allah Latif, Al Latif is from the root letters Lam Ta Fa. And Latafa is basically to be delicate and gentle. It's also used for light movement. Very light movement. You know, sometimes people move with a lot of noise. 
they make it known that I'm moving. Alright? But other people, as they move in such a gentle way that it's almost, you don't even perceive it. So, it's the opposite of jathal. Jathal is to be heavy. Thaqeel. Like for example, it's used for hair. Like thick hair. Okay? Allahu latifun. Now, latif, what does latif mean? Latif has multiple meanings. One meaning is kind and friendly, gracious. One who is very kind and gentle towards his servants. That he guides them and he forgives them. He is good to all. Those who obey him and also those who disobey him. Latif also means that subtle as in man cannot perceive Allah, as in see him. Alright? Also Latif as in he is aware of the most hidden matters. So Allahu Latifum Biribadihi. He's kind, gracious, fully aware of his servants. يَرْزُقُ مَنْ He provides whoever he wills. وَهُوَ الْقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزِ And he is the powerful and the exalted in might. What is this ayah telling us? Connected with the previous ayah. The hour is not far. And Allah is watching whatever people are doing. Yet He is good to all of them. He provides for them. Right? And He is قَوِي and عَزِيز He can bring about the hour. He is able to bring about the Day of Judgment. Whenever he wants. وَهُوَ الْقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزِ Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. فَلِذَلِكَ فَدْعُوا وَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ وَقُلْ آمَنْتُ بِمَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَأُمِرْتُ لِأَعْدِلَ بَيْنَكُمْ اللَّهُ رَبُّنَا وَرَبُّكُمْ لَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا وَلَكُمْ أَعْمَالُكُمْ لَا حُجَّةَ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ اللَّهُ يَجْمَعُ بَيْنَنَا وَإِلَيْهِ الْمَصِيرُ وَالَّذِينَ يُحَاجُّونَ فِي اللَّهِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا اسْتُجِيبَ لَهُ حُجَّتُهُمْ دَاحِضَةٌ حُجَّتُهُمْ دَاحِضَةٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَعَلَيْهِمْ غَضَبٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ الله الذي أنزل الكتاب بالحق والميزان وما يدريك لعل الساعة قريب يستعجل بها الذين لا يؤمنون بها وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مُشْفِقُونَ مِنْهَا وَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهَا الْحَقُّ أَلَا إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُمَارُونَ فِي السَّاعَةِ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ بَعِيدٍ اللَّهُ لَطِيفٌ بِعِبَادِهِ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَهُوَ الْقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزُ سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته